0: Another edition of everybody's favorite heavy metal podcast on the internet. Well, at least it's the only one that I listen to. That's right, boys and girls, we're back yet again. This is the Metal Hammer of Doom podcast. Uh, I am your usual co-host, right now regular host. Wasn't sure if Jesse was going to talk or I was going to talk. We didn't really talk this out. So, my, the person talking right now is me, uh, the Metal Coop, Robert Cooper. I used to write the uh, Metal Hammer of or the Hammer of Doom news report on CoverOneMania.com. And, uh, yeah, I do this podcast as well as a few others and teach fourth graders. So, yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. I have a co-host that you heard laughing a second ago. Uh, his name is Jesse Starcher. He's really cool. He does comic book and sports podcasts, two things that kind of sort of go together, I guess. How you doing, buddy?
1: Oh, man. Sorry it took me so long to uh, get the show started there. Yeah, like you said, we didn't really talk it out a whole lot, but uh, by golly, we started at a little bit after 10. (laughs) That's all right. 10-ish. 10-ish.
0: 10-ish. I mean, hey, this is going to be a fun album anyways, because I have a feeling we're going to – I feel like we're talking more about this album, less as a song-by-song basis, but more as a thematic thing. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: yeah and uh well since jesse has introduced himself and i have hinted the fact we're doing a review why would we be here otherwise the album that we're going to be reviewing tonight is a turkey for your thanksgiving pleasure that's right we were going to review something good and then i was like jesse why don't we uh, review a turkey? Let's make that a yearly thing. We'll review one shitty album on Thanksgiving, because why the hell not? We're going to be reviewing Cold Lake by the legendary Celtic Frost. Or as uh, Jesse informed me in 1986, they were called Celtic Frost.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. Um, man, I'm way off tonight. Sorry, I apologize. You got I'm running, too, I'm running like five seconds behind myself, because... <clears throat> I sat there and you had my life. kids. What's that? You
0: had the new, I said, considering you've had the new old pneumonia. <laughs>
1: oh man. And I, I apologize folks in advance, uh, if I obviously if I do sound a little bit off, um and if I cough a few times, I'll do my best to mute myself 'cause I've never had I don't even think I've ever had pneumonia before. I, I don't recall ever having it. So anyway, right before we run down here, I've got Caleb has been really starting to starting to get into wrestling uh to watch. That a boy. yeah, he's wanting to watch more stuff, so you know we we were kind of hopping on the network, and I showed him some uh I showed him some t l c matches, so Ooh. at about nine nine thirty he's begging for one more as as <laughs> you do when when you're a kid, you know one more, come on, why us watch one more, so I said, all right, so I said. I'm sitting there running through what, what's a good one we could watch that he'd really enjoy. So I've chose Taker versus Har- or Taker versus Jeff Hardy from Raw uh, for the undisputed championship from like I think it was 2002 or 2001, um, which I one, one of my was favorite really matches.
0: Good.
1: Yeah, I-, I liked it. I liked it a lot, and I knew Caleb would too. Uh, so anyway, of course. At the end of that, Undertaker wins the match. But uh, what I wanted Caleb to enjoy was the fact that you know Jeff Hardy almost had that chance to beat this you know this great David and Goliath story. Dude, I had to deal with five minutes of him bawling because Jeff Hardy lost. <laughs> so that is pretty much yeah. Then I had to go. Okay, buddy, sorry, you got to go to bed. Um, so yeah. I apologize. So I'm trying to kind of I'm, I'm kind of keeping my ear out just to make sure he ain't like. Throwing stuff against the wall upstairs in his bedroom, or or whatever. But uh, I, I think he's okay. Anyway, pneumonia uh, and cold lake kind of go together, if you ask me.
0: Uh, yeah, because you kind of start out and you're like, I don't feel so good. Something's not right. And actually, I just uh, quoted, <laughs> I just quoted "Good Morning Black Friday" from uh, <laughs> "Peace Cells" by Megadeth. Peace cells so, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but you're like, man, something's not quite right. And you're like, I don't think I feel too great.
1: Ah, That's a good one.
0: And then then as the album drags on, you're just like, oh, oh God, this is the end, Lord. It takes me now.
1: Let me ask you a question here because, you know, we're getting into this uh this this particular album i i've never heard of celtic or celtic frost because by the way you know you mentioned celtic. how it's pronounced i i told you it was i told you it's um i told you it's pronounced celtic uh i watched an 89 interview on headbangers ball adam curry calls uh. it celtic at first and then the band members say no you know no it's celtic and they're from there on oh. out he says celtic okay Oh, watch! I I watch another interview in '85. uh, The one I showed you the picture of, where this guy, you know, the lead singer has got his, you know, his uh, his mouth black. I guess is what we'd call it. When you got your eye black, and then I guess you got your mouth black. Um, Where, and he proceeds to tell the lady that it's Celtic Frost. And this is a lady that this is a Swiss interview I'm watching. The lady proceeds to continue to call it Celtic from there on out. So buddy, I have no idea. It's not the it's not the Boston Celtics. I know that for a fact at the in, in the NBA. So I'm still at a loss as to how we pronounce this this uh this uh this band's name. Um, are you familiar with this band at all? I mean, uh, you brought these guys to my attention and I have this is the first time I've ever had the chance to listen to them.
0: Mm. Well, let's see. I was actually quickly uh, reading a – I Googled how to pronounce Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost.
1: It's got to be Celtic. It's got to be. It's got to be. You know, they they say Boston Celtics. Um, You got got Uh, Seamus the Celtic warrior. He's not the Celtic warrior. My assumption uh, is it can go either way. Much like this band does. Celtic.
0: He said the uh, – it was formed Celtic. He said in the uh, – they had a few American guys in their band, and they kept saying Celtic with an S. And it just kind of uh, – for a while, they just kind of – those guys would say it's Celtic with like an S, but it's actually with the K sound. So it's Celtic. Yeah, it is Celtic Frost. Uh This out right. here – when I was first getting into the more extreme genres and about my senior year of high school, I just kind of trolled the Internet for, uh, you know, just kind of dug around, okay, what's good? Like, what are, like, the cornerstone bands that I need to know? And, of course, I just kind of stumbled upon Celtic Frost, and I listened to The Usurper and Circle of the Tyrants, two uh, absolute classics from, uh, some Megatarion and I was like, oh, this is really awesome, and I never really went back because you know there's a I've discussed on here bands before like uh Iron Maiden and Motorhead and Judas mm-hmm. Priest, you know, Black Sabbath. Those bands that are that are like cornerstones of the genre who I just kind of take for face value. like I'm like okay, I know their reputation. Here's like one or two albums. They're good. All right, I'm good. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't I only own a few Maiden albums, uh one Motorhead album. You know, I don't own a whole ton. Now there's some of those bands I actually need to dig more into, like Maiden, Black Sabbath, Motorhead. You know, all those all those bands really need to be looked at. But I just looked at Celtic Frost as okay, this is what they are. And then one day I uh, found their last album, Monotheist, at a uh, used used bookstore, and I'm like, eight dollars. That sounds a little steep. So I went home, and then I looked it up online. I'm like, holy shit, this album is a classic. Well, and then I drive all the way back to that used bookstore while, while I was on an air, and I went twenty minutes out of my way and just claimed I got lost, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and I went and bought it. And uh, oh god, that album was crushing. It was the reverb on it, distortion, and uh, in the mix, just the the amount of like just force, and all their music was insane. So I was like, okay, i got to go back and listen to this. I listened to the Morbid Tales EP once for a 411 Mania uh, countdown because, like, top five EPs. And I wanted to put that on there, so I had to actually listen to it, and it blew me away. Megaterion blew me away. Uh, I've listened to some of Into the Pandemonium. It's a little weird. Uh, yeah, that was their more experimental stuff. And then they did this album, and actually they did this album after. That was much better. I didn't even know it existed until last week but Cold Lake is one of those albums that's kind of a a joke in the metal community. Like, they the album has no longer been released. The band really disowns it, and they make fun of it all the time. Because, uh, to quote my best friend, Nick Canada, I showed him, uh, I played him Circle of the Tyrants off of the Megatherion, and then I played him, uh, oh, shit, hold on, let me remember what song it was. Uh, Cherry Orchards. Off of Cold Lake.
2: He's
0: like, he's like, this feels like a, a lot of label pressure. I'm like, I can see that. Mm. So, so Jesse, I know I made you listen to two albums. Yep. I didn't want to just give you... Because if I just gave you Cold Lake, I don't feel like you really understand just no. how baffling Cold Lake is.
1: Yeah, dude. You're We're talking... Two sides of a different coin, um, night and day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> almost, um, like, almost literally.
1: It, it is seriously. There's, it's such a genre change for a band to do. In uh, this is one album, right? I mean, this is the, the these, these are this is these are one album apart. So. um what was the name of that first one you had me right, uh, listen to again?
0: Uh, to Megatarian.
1: Yeah. Or, I, keep, I yeah. keep wanting to call it Road to Terabithia, but that's not the case.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, same, same thing. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, which, by the way, cool, one of the coolest album covers ever. It was done by oh, H.R. Yeah. Geiger.
2: I'm oh,
1: pretty awesome. sure didn't
0: he – yeah, wasn't he the guy who did the Xenomorphs? I'm pretty sure.
1: Yes. Yeah, he was. He's yeah. He's got his hands yeah. in the Alien franchise.
0: Um, yeah, and you can tell the album cover. If you've, anybody's ever seen it, it's a uh, it's a it's a figure that's enshrouded in like darkness and has horns and has one eye, and he's using Jesus on the cross as a slingshot. And that amuses insane. me. It, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just one of those like, huh? I never thought about doing that. That is so blasphemous, but it makes me laugh. <laughs>
1: um, and. You, it's such a heavy. It's heavy. It's yeah. that type of metal's not. It's not really my type of metal. And this was early stuff too. This was uh, obviously eighty. It had to been like eighty eight or no. What, it was this was before 88. Oh, sure was right. so, yeah, eighty
0: is this out that we're reviewing tonight. I think it yeah, was right. eighty five. Let me look. Eighty five. Yep, eighty five.
1: So I'm. I'm not really one of the guys that's into too much of that early, early metal stuff. Um, I can't, it's, I don't know why. I just can't, I can't really stomach a whole lot of it. I shouldn't say that. I can listen to a little bit. I just, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, but I listened to the whole album and it's it's heavy as shit. Uh, and then I was like, okay, so you told me to listen to these two albums. And I was like, okay, well, I wonder what's going to happen. Because I didn't know where you were going. I knew you said you kind of gave me a little bit of a hint as to as to as to what the genre change was going to be, but I didn't realize how you know how drastic it was. Because we go from uh you you what you called I think was it proto black metal?
0: Uh, oh, that's more or less what it is. It's a uh, that's what they're considered. Definite band bands like Venom. They have a lot of the uh markings of black metal like you can see you can see a lot of the things that they're doing influencing the genre but they're not quite there yet. So they're uh, I think they're more considered like the first wave of black metal. So it's like it's black metal kinda if you call it that nobody'll get offended. It kind of yeah. rides the wave between, you know, it has mixtures of death metal, thrash metal, just traditional metal, but it's definitely not Uh, What Cold Lake is Which is uh,
1: hair metal (laughs) Yes My gosh You know when I first played it I mean well I I thought I was listening to Guns N' Roses It was Really Heavy Well it was heavy But it was It it really It was heavy Because I'm going to say that When we listen to it I think there's some heavy elements to it But
0: Oh yeah It it's got heaviness to it. It's not devoid yeah. of it, sort of metal credibility. But mm-hmm. it is obviously not. It is not the same band. Like you can't no. tell me these guys are like. Hmm. I'm really feeling this uh, this poison album, guys. You know, it is like, yeah, absolutely really.
1: not the same. people. Yeah. I thought it wasn't. The first thing I thought was somebody died. I was like, somebody oh. died. <laughs>
3: Yeah, somebody died,
1: and, and the main creative force behind this band passed away. Somebody took over and took it in a whole different direction. We I don't know, it turns out, I find out that that's not obviously not the case. Um, let me ask you a quick question, Coop, because I'm looking here on music. Did you have a chance to upload any of the music?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. I'm looking for it and I cannot find it. Did you put it under anything? It should
0: be, it should be exactly how I always put it. You know, one, two, three, four, five. Oh,
1: under the audio I'm clip. looking. I got. Yeah, I'm it's looking like over here at the audio clips. clips. Let me see if I got to. Let me let me refresh real quick. I, I apologize. I want to play the clips and stuff, but I don't see them. So let me just get in here and refresh this real quick. See if it changes. There they are, Coop. I should have never doubted you. My my web just needed updated. I was like, "What the hell, man!" I start actually while we were talking. I was downloading the songs. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" All right, cool. All right, so I got him, man. You just give me the cue. I'm Ray rock and roll. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, again, watching. I don't know if you watched the video for Cherry Orchards.
1: Uh mm. I did. Did
0: you? Yes. Oh, uh, and didn't weren't you watching it just going? Yep, there's a cliche.
1: I was lo- cliche. I was watching it saying, stop having sex with the camera. That's every yeah. time they looked at the camera, I thought they were trying to make out with me. Yeah. It made me very uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> That's great. It was just, oh, God. It was like, here's, oh, here's them all singing in the one microphone. Here's the cliche oh. where they play guitar, where you get the, the guitar solo with a uh, like a – First-person view from the guitar, and, uh oh, here's the big hair, and you know, just everything in it was just like, oh, it is was so too dated. God, in
1: that particular video um, came out in '88. I mean, we there was a lot of there was uh, name our top glam bands at that point in time. I assume we're going to say crew, right? Yeah, I think uh, I asked my buddy Nick.
0: He knows much more about uh Hair Metal than I do. And I'm like, "Okay, what would you say 88? I'm like, what would you say the cutoff point for a hair metal band would be?" He goes, "Uh one's when they died. But 88, 89, that's when you had uh all those bands showing up with ballads. He's like, "Quote D Snyder. If it started with a bed if, if it had a ballad and it started with a W, it sucked. Warrant, Winger, White Snake.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he's just like all of it with a W. And this is a, I really feel like this was a label pressure sort of thing because there is no reason that these guys ever should have released this. And uh, again, like I said, I think I feel like this is going to be one of our uh, more uh, themed reviews, where it's not like we're like, oh yes, we're going to dig deep into lyrical content. No, we're going to just kind of shit on why did they do this.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I didn't. Can, uh, oh, I did I, I was gonna say I didn't foresee us, you know, dissecting songs such oh, as
0: like.
1: "Juices Like Wine," which at one point I thought was "Juice Is Like Wine," until I saw the, and read the title. <laughs> you're
0: like you're, you're drunk
1: <laughs> Celtic Frost. Go home. So. Uh, we're not, yeah, I don't foresee us doing that too much.
0: I don't know. We did do some pretty sick lyrical interpretations of uh, Lemp Biscuit.
1: <sighs> did not we ever, too? Man, I think Mark Radlich loved that episode.
0: I did. I think he did. I did. I was having the time of my fucking life.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what's
0: really funny about this? I was trying to find the lyrics for uh, this album, there are lyrics for cherry orchards, juices like wine in downtown Hanoi. That's it. Really? Yeah. And holy shit, these lyrics are sparse. Wow. For cherry orchards, we have first first verse or first stanza is one two three four five six seven eight nine ten. It's ten long, and then the next three stanzas are just like a two a line repeat. That's all. It's just one of it's a repeat and the uh, one standalone. Next one, four, uh, four line, two line, four line, two line. And for downtown Hanoi, it's four four five.
1: Wow, that is so, some smart yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: I'm like, oh, uh, it, is, it is so, so wonderfully just bad. And it's funny <laughs> because uh, as we we'll as we we'll get through this, there are some really, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna say really good. There are some good points. There is some stuff that if this were if this were let's say Poison. Poison's my least favorite hair metal band. It's because I had to play Talk Dirty to me twenty times on Guitar Hero and it made me just sick of them. Though side note there's a story I think I don't think I've ever told on here or if I have, you probably haven't heard it. It's uh there was a time when my local uh music or my local uh venue, which is closing in February, along with two other venues by February, so fuck fuck me. We've got like two metal venues left, but they were having Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels was going to play like on Sunday night, and I commented, <laughs> "Who's the next bloated corpse of a singer you, that you're gonna truck out here?" <laughs> Kurt Cobain. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, it's horrible. Like that's it, one of those. It's mean. It was so mean, but. I feel like that's that was this was one of those classic because like I got a ton of likes but of course they deleted the comment, they were not <laughs> amused. No, mm. they were like, oh, probably just like what a dick. Which I mean, it is a dick move, but it's Brett Michaels. That guy's a joke. Yeah. I mean, he's about as. Uh...
1: All right, dude. As you can tell, my son's <laughs> come down here. And let me know that my my other son is going to take his sleeper off and his diaper off while he's in bed. So this ought to be fun. Um, yes, it is.
0: So uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the first two
1: tracks if we can. Okay. I'm gonna okay, go uh, ahead and. We'll... You got control, man. I don't know. I don't even know if you got control. Do you got control there?
0: I can give me a uh, just a hot second. You can go ahead and start the first track. The first track here on it is actually a. The same title as the first track off their original EP, Morbid Tales. It is titled Human. Oh, good. God, I was just kind of praying that would be over. That was honestly one of the weirder sort of uh, intros, I think. I, I didn't expect this as an intro at all. I really just kind of expected, uh, I expected something cheesy, of course. That felt like it came out of like a Wham! album. Honestly, that was abysmal. Because it started out just kind of like, "Ho, oh, oh, ho, here it comes. And then it just, <laughs> it just started, just, it's like they were trying to rap, which is, it's just weird. Like that, again, uh, totally feels like something that the producer and the label, person running their label is like, all right, here we go. What we're going to do is I'm going to have you guys, to this right here. We're going to drop this nice, cool little wrap that's going to be right in front <laughs> of your t- opening track. All right, guys, you ready? You ready? And go. like like, <laughs> uh, it, it didn't feel genuine. It did not feel one bit, bit genuine. And that's, uh, wow. Looking at their, uh, huh, here's the weird thing. I keep saying it really felt like a uh, label pressure. I'm looking at their, uh, I'm looking at noise records. They're the people who, uh, produced all of their albums. At least all of their albums. Yeah. Most of their albums, except for their newest one. Uh, they did a whole bunch of things like abattoir coroner, uh, Gam- ooh, gamma Ray. They, Okay. Perhaps I I misspoke, perhaps even uh, speaking here. I really don't feel like that perhaps this is what Celtic Frost wanted to do, which I guess I could see why, but I don't get it. It makes absolutely no sense to me why they would ever want to do that. But what are you going to do? Okay, unfortunately, here I promise have not been stalling. What I've really been doing is trying to figure out where the hell the audio clips are here, because I can see audio clips. That's right, they're here, because I'm looking at the switchboard, but they are not. They're they're not here. Like I, I uploaded them, I, I did it myself. Promise you. But here we go. Here They are. Ugh. So yeah, uh while Jesse is being a great father and making sure his kids do not uh do icky things. Now I think we should move on to the second track here. The second track is cliche is so cliche, it almost hurts. It is titled Seduce Me Tonight. was track number two, Seduce Me Tonight. <laughs> <It's a> nice <laughs> song to have your candlelight dinner. Uh oh okay, good Jesse you're back. Uh what I unfortunately uh relayed to our listeners was upon looking at the label that this was released on, uh Noise Records, uh I don't feel like it was label pressure.
1: <laughs> Noise I mean, Records, is, wow.
0: Yeah, Noise Records. They uh they did all of Celtic Cross's releases except for Monotheist. Uh they did all of Cor- a large amount of Coroner's releases, who Coroner are a really good doom metal band, a few of Destruction's albums, Dragon Force, uh huh. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of legit stuff that they've released. Wow. So, uh, I'm beginning to think that uh, perhaps we were wrong. Yeah, Gravedigger, Hellhammer, Halloween, you know, all these really big bands. Yeah. I'm. Be- I'm beginning to wonder
1: that well,
0: maybe Celtic Frost really did want to release this album.
1: It was so cool that I, you can find that interview on YouTube. It's about seven minutes long on Headbangers Ball where he's talking about, you know, Curry's kind of giving him, I wouldn't say he's giving him a hard time or anything, but he's asking him the questions. You know, hey, this is a different, you're taking this in a different direction than what you've had in the past and Mm -hmm. he pretty much comes out and says yeah well you know what we are is a band that changes and we embrace change and this probably won't be the last time that we change so in in that particular interview it's almost like he came out and said well hey you know you get ready because you know next the next album could be us doing jazz or something you know just something crazy Um, and that's kind of the vibe you got. And they also felt like they were kind of, they're almost kind of on the defensive a little bit. They knew what they were doing here. And the fact that, and he even mentions this in another interview, that particular genre is a very conservative genre. He uses that word. If you, if you, it looks like we lost Coop there. Um, but if you if you pretty much if you're in a if you're in a particular genre and all of a sudden you change, okay? If you don't change the name of the band when you change the <laughs> when you change the, the sound and the genre that you do, then you better be prepared for the fact that you're going to alienate half of your fan base. Um, and I imagine that's kind of what they were probably in the throes of when they were doing these interviews was the fact that, man, we just put this stuff out there. It's so vastly different from what we've had. We made a mistake. (laughs) And, uh, it's just, it's, it's kind of just like you said earlier, Coop, it's baffling how they could just do a, a complete, a complete 180 here. And yeah. I mean I I don't know. There's there's kinda of room. Um there's kind of room for wi- I guess wiggle room. But I, Megadeth did something similar with an album, didn't they? Like they made like some kind of almost comparable to disco, if I remember correctly. Disco.
0: No, they never did quite disco. Uh Crush 'em was uh not quite disco. It was shitty. Uh, that was in '99. That was Risk. Uh,
1: Risk. Like there you go.
0: That, yeah, I feel like with the Risk, that, that's a little different because I don't, I don't necessarily give them that an excuse for that or doing that. But with Risk, I feel like they kind of went along with Metallica and a lot of the other bands from the '90s in changing their sound to try and be commercially viable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This. It makes it almost sound like that they were doing this intentionally just to just see what they could do. I guess it was just see what kind they of fun.
2: Do. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So I do have to say that as even though I am a heterosexual man, what the hell?
2: <laughs> There's promo
0: pics? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> like Tom G. Warrior, um, you are not somebody who is pretty enough to pull off this look.
1: Hmm. I, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I don't know if somebody just came up to him and said that, you know, out out of kindness one day, just said, or trying to flatter the guy, man, you definitely could pull off a a Brett Michaels look or, and he really took it to heart. Um, The label pressure was the only thing that I thought we could go with. But now, man, if he made this as a conscious decision, as we've learned or as we've seen, they've, the, the, The following album after this, from what I've heard, they've corrected their ways. So,
0: Yeah, I I would say that it was a a correction. I didn't listen to a whole lot of it. Like I said, I thought Cold Lake was the last one because it's really hard to kind of recover from that.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, to to try and bring uh, your fan base back. Boy, they would. I mean, when, when Metallica, of course, Metallica was pretty big. Uh, but when Metallica supposedly you know cut their hair and sold out, man, so many so many fans turned their back on them, and that's the story you hear on the VH1 specials or whatever um, you know there was such dissension in the ranks now they're Metallica, okay they're going to have fans whether they cut their hair or not, whether they kind of yeah. s- slow their music down or not, whether or not you know whether they're not master of puppets, Metallica, but load or reload Metallica. Now, when you're Celtic Frost and Boston Celtic Frost, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when you're those guys and they're a small and you're and you're, I don't, are they huge overseas?
0: Mm, probably not.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know much about this band, so I, I assume that you you can't just risk your fan base like that and say, okay, guys, I know you really like the. Yeah, I know you kind of like the black metal, but listen, get ready. And this was before, could you imagine, this is before, you know, the internet. This is before, you know, mass media could really come out and tell you, if you had to be a hard-nosed metal fan in order to know if something like this was going to happen to one of your bands, if they were putting out promos, or if they were putting out material to let you know that, okay, this is what the upcoming album is going to sound like. This is what we're going to do. And you had to be a hard-nosed fan in order to know that. Now, just imagine being the casual fan, and you go in, oh, man, the, the new Celtic Frost is out. You pick it up off, I want my money back. I mean, hmm. it it, it, had to have been felt, it had to have felt like a stab in the back if you were a big fan, and then you pick this up out of nowhere. But uh, oh man, we've only made it through track two, and we're, we're, I mean, I'm I'm we're I'm still going off about the change. <laughs>
0: well, like I said, I felt like that's really what we were kind of uh, we were going to talk a little less about the album and just kind of use the tracks to break up our discussion. So uh, sure, why don't we go ahead and uh, move on to track number three? Track number three is
3: <laughs>
0: another slightly cliche title. Track number three is titled. <laughs> The Obsession. Or am I playing it? Okay.
1: Nope. I've got it. bright spots there, Coop?
0: Uh, uh. <laughs> well, I mean, the sun has bright spots and it still burns. <laughs> yes,
2: it does. Yes, it does. Yeah,
0: the song was just kind of here, which is unfortunate. I mean, it's going to be the review of like Hammer album at this point. I mean, the song, it was just kind of here. It was, uh, it was very much just kind of a continuation of what they were doing with the first and second track. uh, yeah, Human and Introduce Me Tonight. It was just kind of there. And the really weird thing is, is uh, I don't know if you noticed this while listening to it, but uh, these songs are like three and four minutes apiece. They feel a lot longer.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I compared this guy to Guns N' Roses or, well, compared the band of Guns N' Roses. I, and, and that's I, the only thing I can really it's definitely not the guitar. It's more like the the vocals, the the whining vocals. The, it's like, man, that's why it feels like an eight minute song. Because you can't you repeat the same thing over and over, and it it's already gone on my nerves the first time. Um, I really don't find a whole lot of. Uh, Significance to this song, nothing world-shattering, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it.
0: Yeah, those vocals. Uh, I'll get in, we'll get into those after we get through the next track. Because uh, yeah, I have a lot of problems with the
1: vocals in this album. <laughs> Holy shit! Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I'm glad I'm not the only one.
0: So uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, hell, we'll just this is the quickest song transition we've ever done. <laughs> All right, I'll are on to track number
4: four. It is
0: titled right. Once, which is in parentheses for some damn reason, They Were Eagles.
1: Okay. Now this has some... I like the title. It means something, but I don't know what.
0: I have no clue. Man, Honestly, I just kind of felt like they were grasping for straws here and just pulled words out of a hat, but actually <laughs> the vocals in this song weren't as bad. No, they, the weren't. Song they weren't. Had, the, song, the song had more of a feel of their older... not Not a... didn't feel like their older work, but it still had a little bit of reminiscence. and the... Uh, riff was a bit heavier the vocals weren't as whiny they did kind of have that bark to them just a slight slight degree i mean it's still not a great song at all but that vocals in this album i listened to cherry orchards for the first time i, I recommended this album on reputation
2: <laughs> i never listened
0: to it i'd never wanted to listen to it so, I started out, and I was like, uh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, this isn't bad. I was like, this riff is not the worst thing ever. <laughs> not the worst riff in the world? Okay, okay. No, yeah, not bad. And then we hit the vocals, and I just looked at it. I was like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> like,
0: those vocals. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Like Tom G Warrior, he is very good at that uh, kind of a doomish growl, or like a bark. The bark that he does in a lot of the uh, early, oh, actually most of the Celtic Cross work, he does a very good job at that. But he is not built to be singing hair metal. You need somebody with a very bright voice for that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, the it definitely doesn't. Again, I thought somebody passed away from album. <laughs> from, I mean, that's what I thought happened. Um, and it's 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 just. Uh, I'm, I commend them or him if it was his idea. I don't know. I mean, from what I understand, they've changed band members a lot. Um, I assume he's been the lead singer the whole way through.
2: Yeah, I assume was.
1: okay, but you know they were talking about how many times they had actually changed band members uh which i am just curious the any off off the top of your head do you know if that is is that's correct? Is that something that they've done plenty of time over their history well, I don't or is it just a feel few like times?
0: they have? But let me... I can look. Like I can look real quick. Let's see. Yeah,
1: pull up... If you Number, have the wiki there.
0: Oh, uh... Well, uh... Oh, well, past members. That's a little different. Let's see. Drums. They have any long time... They had a Mark St. Reed, who he used to be in Triptychon actually. He was their drummer for... Pretty... For all their early stuff. Uh, let's see. Connor Victor Bryan was their basis for the Cold Lake era. (laughs) The Cold Lake era?
1: That was 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 probably a very small era.
0: Yeah, um, Martin E. Ein, who was was their basis and did vocals. Wow, his tenure is, check this out, 1984 to 85, 86
1: to 87, 90 to 93, 03 to 08. I'm in, I'm out. No, I'm in, I'm out. No, I'm in, no, I'm out.
0: I don't know. Like it's it's weird, but they've uh, I, they seem to have like a few, like they just seem to have some people that's kind of bounced in and out depending on the album.
2: Okay. Like their All guitar,
0: right. their guitarist was only for. Uh, he was in Cornered. Oh, okay. Well, their guitarist for this album was only on this album. The drummer for this album only played from this album to the ne- in the next album. That's it. Wow. Yeah, you can kind of. Yeah, it's kind of weird because the basis for this album was guitarist on the next album. Yeah, it's a little odd, but I think you can definitely tell that there was a. Uh, they kind of flipped the tables on this.
1: I'm saving some of the stuff off of this Cold Lake Wiki for for later. I don't know if you are oh, or not. No, there's a Cold are, Lake can... Wiki. Oh, dude. I mean, it's not very long, obviously. Who would want to devote that much time to it? There's a track listing, which is, I guess, nice. Um, Yeah, I'll send you the link. Um, But there's some funny stuff on there, that's for sure. Funny, funny, funny. Especially from uh, quotes coming from Tom G here. Good old Tommy. Well, um, okay. So... Yeah, uh, oh, once yeah, they the, were the album,
0: like, Yeah, that's what that's what I meant. Made yeah, made a wiki just off the
2: album? Oh so no, that, no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> no the album wiki. They did a little bit of research there, and and Tom, the legacy. I, I, I direct your eyes to the legacy in yeah. particular. That's uh, that's that's the interesting stuff right there. So, if there's anything you want to pull off there, you're more than welcome to quote it. But. Um, uh, so the next one, did you want to go to the next one there? I didn't want to.
0: Yes, we can go ahead and get it. to the main single, including horrible, god fucking awful video. Yes, the next track, the fifth track on this album, out of our thirteen that we're going to be looking at. Jesus. Yes, the uh, oh, yeah. first first single off of this album was the one that we've been referencing quite a bit. This song is titled Cherry Orchards. <laughs>
4: And ice cold is rain. Crying soft as love washes pain. Moonlit tears as diaries lie. Fading light as songs die quiet.
1: Something like getting some uninterested chick to m- monologue over your guitar.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's where it really, in music, that's what gets me going.
1: Nice like, oh, right.
0: Here's <laughs> a completely and totally uninterested woman to narrate this new song.
1: <laughs> Start uh, the yeah. pick, folks. Get the pick going.
2: That's
0: right. <laughs> Throw some elbows, bitches.
2: <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, while reading that wiki actually so, says a lot about the it town. does it really, it really does yeah this song here was the single and i can see that it was the single
4: uh yeah <laughs> it was
0: okay like it's i feel like if it weren't the single i wouldn't remember it but because i've listened to it a few times it kind of sticks in my mind Mm-hmm. I mean, it had a pretty killer solo in it. There were yeah, some killer. Oh, there were some killer solos on this album. But, I can't uh, really
1: fault. I can't fault the guitar work really a whole lot in this particular album. I I I don't. There's probably a few songs that are just like, you know, they're kind of humdrum. Although I, I you know, I say that, and then <laughs> I just sent you a message. <laughs> where it just felt like they completely ripped off Search and Seek and Destroy. When I say Search and Seek it and it Destroy. Felt like,
0: it felt like they just kind of, yeah, Seek and Destroy, that's kind of what it was.
1: Yeah. And it really does. I,
0: I can't, I I can feel like we can fault, I can fault the solos in this. There are a few riffs that sound legitimately interesting, but once mm-hmm. you get past putting riff, a lot of this just becomes generic, just... Dun-dun, dun-dun.
1: Over and over. It becomes
0: mm-hmm. a kind of a, your heavy metal bag of tricks. Just like, oh, well, well, yep, bought it from the Dollar Tree. Let's see what's in it. Dun-dun, dun-dun. <laughs> well, so what do you know?
1: Put it, on, yeah. put it on the album.
0: Yeah, all right. Um, all right I think we're good. Which that really does speak, because uh, as, you know, you sent me that wiki, it was talking about how this was a totally different uh Celtic Frost. Like the band actually was gone and then Tom G. Warrior got a call, like, hey, let's re uh let's bring the band back. So he's like, Okay, and then let the other guy make the band. So that is that explains why he had a total change in attitude and everything because the guy who pretty much runs the band didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> that, that felt like you know what it feels like? It felt like Stan Lee was writing Spider. It was like Stan Lee and Steve Dipko were still working on Spider-Man, and then they just kind of replaced it with a like two guys, but they kept the name on it.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So it's just
0: like, this doesn't make any sense. Why is Spider-Man flying? They're like, yeah, we just wanted to make it. We just wanted to make it how we wanted to.
1: Again, this is something where it, it seriously feels like they should have changed the name of the damn band. This is, and it was just so. It, it was just so out there. It was like, okay, let's, to make a smart business decision, don't, do not betray your fan base and and do something else so that when somebody sees this album on the shelves that they go and they see it under a different name so they know they are getting something, they are taking the risk that they are getting something different. Um, it, it, it's out there. Now, as for this particular song, you you mentioned the video. Uh, I watched the video there today once, and that'll probably be the last time I watch it uh, for the rest of my life. <laughs> what, this uh, is like, uh, uh,
0: uh, you're like this, I've this, seen. This, 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 other than the fact this, this, that I've like seen the metal. video
1: probably a thousand times before, it just wasn't done by Celtic Celtic Frost. So. um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as as for the you know this was this was mentioned uh in that interview I watched also this particular song was about Marilyn Monroe, apparently um, yeah, that would explain why
0: Marilyn Monroe was in the fucking video yeah. so much
1: yeah, now, as for the lyrics, I assume it's about her life and um of course, how she passed away, and all that stuff but. Yeah, this is the, this was the single off this album.
0: I assume it was because that was the video.
1: Yeah, i have uh, clearly again. I'd never heard of this band before. Certainly didn't get in a lot of airplay down here in good old Marietta, Ohio.
0: So, are you, are you sure? Why? Why?
1: <laughs> I don't understand. But yeah, I think it's Cherry, just,
0: it's, it's a lack of. Uh, I feel like it's a lack of taste, really. <laughs>
2: yeah, must be.
0: Jeez,
2: it yeah, must be.
1: It mm-hmm. But yeah, just crazy stuff there. I mean, you can't really say a whole lot else. I don't know if he had some kind of a, if he had some kind of an obsession with Marilyn Monroe, and that's what led to this song, or if he, he just felt like. It, when did Elton John come out with his great, uh, um, piece? Candle in uh, the Wind Mar- wasn't that about wasn't that about Marilyn Monroe and and Princess Diana and all that
0: uh, I uh, am yeah, asking yeah, the metal guy I really the I think I've heard of that song let's see Candle in the Wind Oh Candle 1973 Candle in the Wind
1: 1973 Whoa. Is it 73 Okay he redid it when um he redid it when Princess Diana died and yeah, it 1997 became when he rewrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Um so I this isn't no candle in the wind.
0: <laughs> no, I would say this is very much like uh, it's not quite candle. I would say it's like somebody
1: stuck their ass to the candle and farted right in it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good pneumonia laugh cough right there. Oh. Yeah, I
0: I feel like it's very –
1: I feel it's very
0: fitting. Oh,
1: interesting. Stanky.
0: So, uh, yeah, just very much (laughs) like this album. So, speaking of Stanky, and – oh, and Juices. Mm. Let's move on to the next track, track number six. (laughs) Oh, no, a juicy part. Uh, Track number six (laughs) off of this lake here is called Juices Like Wine.
2: This one needs some in-flight training.
1: Okay, first part of that song, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. And then, uh, s- screamy, uh, sad, whiny guy shows up and starts singing again. Um, I just, I, I, I still don't know what the juices are. I'm racking my <laughs> brains. I'm assuming it's feminine juices.
0: <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I, I Judging by the lyrical content of this album and the inspiration that went upon it, <laughs> probably.
1: God, I I mean, when we got, okay, this is one of, you know, dark lyrics comes through for us here and, and actually hooks us up.
0: Oh yeah. And, no, this was like one of the few songs.
1: Yeah. And it it has, okay. Our first, this is our first, you know, first few lines there thirst and desire to rule the light for crossing heavens a futile fight bound to storm our minds wave fervent to sail in deserts of mist
2: So I'm it's like, not juices.
1: yeah I mean and then all of a sudden we start talking about juices like wine like the blood in the same like, juices like yeah juices like wine
0: now I guess it has something to do with Jesus I don't know I I I, I Probably not I honestly no think
1: I honestly think that is supposed to say juice is like wine. That's just juice that's just is my.
0: Like wine, something about <laughs> blood and sand. Juice <laughs> is like wine.
1: Because it Maybe really 65. doesn't make a whole lot of sense for if they're taught what kind of juices can there possibly be that are that that, that are essential to this story. I mean, unless they're talking about, like, you know, bodily bodily fluids, like I, just people getting crushed or, you know, bodily juices getting – I have no idea.
0: Bodily juices, oh no. <laughs> I don't know what to say.
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I, really, you could have cut out the whole juices like wine shit and left the other – the rest of it in here, and I think this would have been an okay song because all that Juices Like Wine shit is Mr. Whiny Gush, you know, the the, the, the whiny vocals showing back up. So, yeah. what's your thoughts, Coop?
0: That was a cool gun. Uh, juices Like Wine uh, doesn't make a whole lot of lyrical sense to me. It just kind of feels like they're like, all right, all right, all right. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Juices like wine. Mm got quite salad me. And he just starts repeating it. And just like in the song, he's like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. Because the really interesting thing about the uh, producer of this album is actually a very famous person in the music world. Okay. Like it was Tony Platt, who's done, uh, when I looked at his Wikipedia page, Uh uh would you believe it if I told you that he did, uh, he's done albums for ACDC, Cheap Trick, Bob Marley, Iron Maiden, Fort Motorhead. Dang. Yeah, Bob Marley, yeah, he's done a ton of stuff. Yeah, he did like, oh wow, yeah, Samson, Trust, so he's done a lot of really good albums some really good people. And then he did this. (laughs) Which I don't feel like it's his fault, but he was involved, yeah. so it, it has to be his fault. <laughs> yeah,
1: or, uh, I've heard of Tony Platt before. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's odd. It's really odd. So, okay, let's go ahead and flip the side two because on the track listing on Wikipedia, uh, that's the first song of <laughs> track two. Track two. So here we go. Track number one on side two, which would be track number seven for us people playing it on a CD. It is called Little Velvet. Mm.
1: One where I really would have appreciated some lyrics because there's stuff I don't hear so well already. And when I start to hear stuff that I can't understand, I I just use words that I think it sounds like. And then shit gets really crazy in songs like this.
0: Story of my life. You're talking <laughs> to the person who thought the intro to the New Age Outlaws was, Oh, you didn't know? Burn in Join the club around here. Yeah, I thought it was join the club.
2: <laughs> and, this,
0: and then d Brown. I thought it was. We're looking at the mildew now. <laughs> get there, <sorry>. Mildew now. <laughs> looking at the mildew now. Time to get your sorry ass off the street. I mean, to be fair, the only time I ever heard those scenes <laughs> was from WWF No Mercy. But I oh don't my feel God. like down. I don't feel like sound quality is a good enough excuse.
1: Yeah. Well, you start. <laughs> yeah, well what, what starts happening is you start taking those guys and putting them in the situation that makes sense with the lyrics. Dilo's underneath the sink with a scrub brush and a spray bottle, <laughs> See, and he's thought, looking at the mildew I th- now.
0: <laughs> I thought he was just that. I thought he was just that poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Uh, yeah, uh, my friends never stop making fun of that either. They're like, Well oh, are looking the meal dude." Now I'm like, fuck you guys, you think you're funny, but you're not."
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, that's damn hilarious. Well,
0: yeah, I mean that 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 is what happens uh, with me in in words. So uh,
1: yeah. Well, dude, in this particular song, I hear "Ride Me Into Your Buddy." I'm like, Ride me into your (laughs) buddy. That's what we probably should have done is replayed the song and like made up our, uh, tried to interpret what this guy says because I have no idea what he said. Ride me into your buddy. Ride me into your love. I have no idea what the fuck this guy's talking about. Dark lyrics fails us and doesn't come through with any lyrics for this particular song. Um, So, and then I'm looking at the title. I'm like, does that make sense with the title? Little Velvet I I don't even know what to even Think about with that particular title The only thing I can think of is like maybe
2: Some prostitution
1: Teenage (laughs)
2: prostitution
1: Is that what it is? No I I have no Fucking idea I didn't put those two (laughs) things together I've never heard of that being called that But that might be something I've just never
0: No I doubt it's ever been called that
1: Oh, okay. I, just,
0: I was just kind of.
1: I'm, I was just like, "Oh God, little." <laughs>
0: that's
1: where. You're, that's where you're, that's geez. Um, Well, I don't know what I mean, else to like, say who here. Knows? Who well, who I can knows? tell you, like at the beginning, almost every single one of these songs, I get to. I, I kind of bang my head a little bit. I'm like, all right, here we go, and we got a nice little guitar. Eighty nine. In eighty nine, if I would have heard this and I would have enjoyed metal instead of been listening to DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um this you honk, that you stuff honk, right you I know it, man. Um but that this would have been something I would have actually enjoyed at first and then when of course the lyrics the lyrical shit hit I, I would have been in the same stance I am today. I wouldn't have liked it. But it sounds it sounds good when, when the guitar hits and stuff like that in this particular song and then we get Ride Me Into Your Buddy. So I, I don't know what the hell else to say other than, you know, stop ruining the damn song. You were talking about the guitarist. You said the guitarist is the... This is the only time he played on this particular album? mm mm-hmm. I think he was the other guy that was with... Mr. Warrior or Tom G, whatever his name is, um, I think he was the other guy that was with him on the interview. And oh my gosh, dude, this guy looked like this guy looked like he was trying to do Slash without the hat. He's
0: probably um, just trying to do Slash.
1: <laughs> and, and but he had, you know, he had no intelligence whatsoever he just did not seem like he had intelligence to me. Um, young kid, uh but you know, it it so- if he's if that's him playing, I I think he sounds pretty good. Um, granted he's not extremely original, but you know, like I said, I'm I'm banging my head when I'm hearing the instru- instruments. It's just the vocals that take me out. So, um not really much of a swing on the on the guy, but go ahead.
0: I think actually, uh, Tom G warriors, the, uh, I want to say he's the main guitarist for, uh, the band. Let me check. I'm not quite sure. But I'm oh, really? sure he is. I know he is a guitarist.
1: N- okay. What's well, then that? I don't know I, th- that the, the kid that was there in that interview in that 89 interview to promote this album was, it was the first time he'd actually been in this band. I know that much. Cause he said that on the interview. Um, but I don't know if he was a guitarist. I know he wasn't a drummer because you said the drummer was coming back and they mentioned that in the interview too. Um, so I
0: think he's the main guitarist, uh, guitarist. Cause when you look at, uh, Morbid Tales, Tom G. Warrior is vocals, guitars, and effects. Okay. So I think he's the main guitarist cause we can look at, uh. I'll look at some of their, I can look at some of their other stuff too. Oh, God. What did I just sign myself up for? Oh, there we go. Emperor's <laughs> Return. Like, yeah, you look at a lot of their, uh, oh, it's a fucking metal. Yeah, he's their guitarist on one of their EPs. What the fuck noise was that? It's just a weird, really weird ass noise outside my house, and I don't know why.
2: Nothing
1: good.
0: Let's look. yeah, and then let's see. Megaterion. Yeah, he's, I think he's a guitarist for this band.
1: Okay. All right then.
0: Yeah. So the other guys, like the backup, like the rhythm guitarist, and yeah.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. He,
0: uh, I think he can be blamed for the, uh, like the just the, generic,
1: this. Yeah. Okay. Because he really did not. He did not sound. <laughs> he just didn't sound like he was too intelligent. I mean, he would ask him a question, and he'd give like a two-word answer. It's like, dude, you're you're at in an interview, you know go for it. And no. One all there. One all there.
0: Yeah, it could be worse. Could be. Could have been it could, could have been worse. Tom G. Warrior could not have been on the album
1: at all. That's true. That is absolutely true.
0: Then maybe that would have meant that uh he wouldn't have been in all that makeup, but you know, whatever. You can only get so much out of your butt. Okay, uh, let us move on to track number eight, since what I thought would take an hour and change is now taking an hour and change, and we're still going. So track number eight is the stupidly named Blood on Kisses.
1: Coop. Oh, Coop's not there. Caller has dropped. I throw it to Coop and he leaves. Hold on a second. There we go. He's back. Coop, what what do you got to say about blood on kisses, man?
0: I got to say that AT&T phones stuck on battery life.
2: But
1: uh, <laughs> beyond
0: that, God, you know, it's like a blue, BlackBerry knockoff. And it's like... It was at three-quarter power when I started this podcast. So now I was like, let me use my mom's cell phone, and I hope it'll make it an hour. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, or at least 40 minutes. If it doesn't last that, I'll just cut out. But this song here was kind of generic. It was a thing. It wasn't really all that exciting. I don't remember enough about it to really expound upon it. I feel like this album was really top-heavy. Mm-hmm. I feel like the better songs are definitely in the front.
1: At least that's okay. the one;
0: those are the ones that we remember.
1: I agree. I do agree. Um, I I was laughing throughout the track because again, I started, I started, I started putting words and stuff I couldn't understand, and I, I heard he kissed me and but kissed her first or something like that. And it's, I, I don't need to, I don't, I don't need to do that. Um, would you agree that that, this particular vocal vocalization, this whiniest, the whiny type vocalization, it just feels like sometimes it becomes the same thing over and over again, even though it may be a totally different song. It sounds like the same exact thing.
0: Yeah, there's some Definite repetition to this, okay. And that's really unfortunate because uh, I feel like there's some good stuff that these, uh, some even some of the whiny vocals can offer. But damn, like we don't. We, I feel like it gets unnecessary after a certain point.
1: Well, there was a point in this. There was a point where I was listening to this album, and I honestly, I was listening to a album the full album on YouTube. So there wasn't like I had track by track. I had to listen to the whole 48 minute album. And I thought at one point they had, they had screwed up and put the same track on there. And of course I went through and looked and that was not the case. Um, <laughs> it just, it took me a couple seconds cause I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, that's the same track I just heard a couple minutes or a few tracks ago. Uh, but yeah, I get that with this particular song. For some reason, this sounded exactly like something we had just listened to, one of the previous seven. It might have been just it. Might have been Little Velvet. I don't know. Um, <coughs> I, I I I don't know. But it just felt like it's the same thing over and over.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I definitely definitely got that. Jesus, yeah. it is unfortunate because I think we're gonna get a whole lot more of that as this album goes along. <laughs> But yeah, all right. So, speaking of this album going along, let's see what is next on the docket. Oh, yes. Next is uh, an interestingly uh, named song. I don't know if it has anything to do with the band, Hanoi Rocks. R.I.P. Razzle. <laughs> 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 so, uh, from that random reference to a hair metal band, here we go. Here's track number nine Downtown Hanoi. <laughs> Uh, All
4: right, see that last right. group down there? You see the last group back All right, just this side of it. There's four guys with the blisters on
1: What was going on in Hanoi at this point in time? Any No, I tell you what. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll look up Hanoi. 1989. Oh crap! That's right there in Google. So Hanoi, 1989.
2: <laughs> what the hell? <laughs>
1: I want to know what the hell's going on. Something was going on that made these guys write about it. Um. It's annoying Vietnam because that's what's coming up.
0: That's what I'm seeing, but that's weird because uh, I don't know why we'd be talking about Vietnam. But uh,
1: sea of the rising dragon, Vietnam and a changing world. I'm just curious as to, like as to what what was going on. We're looking. At, I mean, I'm looking at the lyrics. They're talking about drowning in purple wine, which makes me think okay, they're getting drunk. Um, you know, it's nice that we got actually lyrics to analyze, even though we probably shouldn't even wasting our time, but
2: uh, it sounds sure like there's didn't. like
1: a big, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It sounds like there's like a war going on at first, because that's what I thought was going on. I didn't really catch all the conversation, but it sounded like to me there was some kind of like either war going on or the radio chatter, that's what put me in mind of, or something to do with the police. I have no idea. But then you know drowning in purple wine, standing as one as one we line, golden line did, did stop their dance a fever obscene, a wicked romance. I'm tasting sweat on my tongue, faint of wicked green, faith of the heart, passion and death, downtown's breath. Sounds like there's something to do with money in that too. Probably. It's plain that we can actually read the lyrics within probably two – we probably read those lyrics within 30 seconds, and they took about, what, four minutes to whine it to us.
0: Yeah, it got really, uh, <laughs> it got really repetitive. This song kind of sucked.
2: Yeah, like, I didn't I like just, it either, man. I felt
0: like it was really mediocre. Like, it was clichéd and there was not really a whole lot to it. Like, it felt like a very vapid song. When
1: when your hook is a damn geography lesson or something, like downtown Hanoi, uh, you know, the only thing I can think of is... uh, Animal? Uh, That's a good one. I was listening to an 80s station on, on, uh, oh, fucking Spotify. And there is a song that comes on there all the time from 1984. Um, And Bangkok. You remember that? You probably don't remember that song. I know I was a little kid when it was coming, when it came out. Um, One Night in Bangkok. Make yeah, I know streak. that song. All right, okay. Make the uh, make
0: the uh, was it the hard man? Was some man humble. I don't remember. What
2: I fucking type of I, man it I, was. I
1: I have different lyrics, such as the my dick hole crumble, but <laughs> that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but I sing one it anyway. One night
0: with he will just make you humble.
1: <laughs> that's
0: it. too <laughs> um, right, One night with the iron cheek will break your back and make you humble. That's right.
1: That is right. What a he's fun. He's a fun. He's a fun fun Twitter to follow, folks. Hop on and follow the Iron Cheek on Twitter. You will not be disappointed. Um, go fuck yourself as uh, as we <laughs> as he tends to say all the time. Um but anyway, in downtown Hanoi, okay? Yeah, I got it. That's that's where we're at. I, I'm just trying to put some substance to the song. I have no idea what was going on. It sounds like there's something to do with something to do with uh, greed and something else going on back in the '80s. So I assume this could be. They could be just talking about Vietnam uh, at the time. It says Hanoi shedding the ghosts of war. I'm looking at NationalGeographic.com. That's about as far as I'm going to go. I'm not going to be reading any of that shit. So closing that tab. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: oh, uh, what's next,
1: Coop?
0: Uh, see, I was thinking about all the uh, talking about vapidness. I don't know if you watched the Panthers Cowboys game. Yeah, but uh, God, that halftime show,
1: dude! Tell me, I've you talk. I saw people. Not you were not the only one complaining about this Luke Bryan guy. Um. On my feed, anyway. Uh, so, I've never heard the dude. So, it must have been... Uh, I must never have been epic I've suckage. I've heard of him.
0: I had never heard of, I'd heard of him. I've never heard him. It was just really... It was stupid party country music. It was just, like, oh, repetitious. Yeah. Like, I want to see you get down country. Like, country girl, get down for me. And it was just mm-hmm. kind of repeating, I want to see you get down, girl. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, I know all the, like, kind of silly 20-year-old, 20, 20 you know, whatever, girls that like to go out and with their Daisy Dukes and boots, which is really humorous. Because, uh, you know, I live here in the South. When girls are going to go to the uh, b- local bar here to get try to get free drinks, they always wear their Daisy Dukes and uh, cowboy boots. It's unfortunate, because I feel like cowboy boots can look really attractive with, like, a nice uh, skirt. Yeah, but... No, just like,
1: stupid. Hmm? I said I can identify with that. And I understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it could work like that, but I was just like, ugh, so dumb. And the song itself was really just man. I, I was, I was angry. That's why I went to my computer and typed that because I, when I have, to, when I'm sitting here trying to listen to something that I obviously hate, it just makes me mad. So speaking <laughs> of. Garbage. Here's track number 10, Dance Sleazy.
2: And now, a touch of beauty is added to our program.
4: Hello, boys.
1: Tracks as you guys say. There. It was. It uh, was there. It was there. I mean, nothing special. '89. Uh, uh, I guess if you're glam metal, what you want to do is you want to kind of push that. Uh, hey, we're at the stripper joint. We're we're a glam metal band and we're getting drinks and we're get that chick on the pole, let her dance. We're gonna watch it. And I want you to dance, dance, sleazy. Uh, that's about the only thing I can – <laughs> about as far as I can take it.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a uh, clip from the game that's going on right now, the uh, Packers and the Bears.
3: Mm-hmm. Rogers
0: is snapping the ball and it goes past him, and you hear him as he's doing his count, God hike off, oh, fuck.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: hilarious. <laughs> What's the score, anyway? So like, All right, now, that's a good question. Where's my remote? Yeah. Yeah, was why I had it on a video game, actually. Now, where's the other no, gonna... The score is 17-13, Chicago's up. Or three up. minutes. With less than three minutes left in the game,
1: and Green Bay is not the team they used to be. Yeah, not the oh,
0: team. How, oh, how sad.
1: I'm sure you're really upset.
0: <laughs> oh, I am just crushed.
1: Actually, <laughs> yeah. I really
0: wanted the I really wanted the Green Bay Packers to win, because then it makes the Panthers beating them look that much better. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Once we beat them, they can win everything. So then it's like, oh wow, they beat all these good teams.
1: Uh, because
0: the funny true. thing is, is if you because if you look, the Panthers' uh, schedule is not easy for the rest of the season. I mean, it's what two Falcons, a Buccaneer, a Giant, and I can't remember. That
1: is the Bucks. The Bucks are The Bucks are a team I can't get a hold on.
0: Like, they're coming into their own, I feel, and the Falcons are still good, and the Giants are pretty good. But uh, the thing that's dumb is the Patriots have the easiest schedule in the league. No. The,
2: the thing that's
1: dumb
0: Patriots. Uh, Patriots make me mad because they're the yeah. Patriots. I don't like them. I'm bitter.
1: <laughs> I, I, abs- I, I totally, totally understand. Trust me.
0: Yeah, I'm bitter about the Patriots. They, mm, I mean, I, I want to beat them in the Super Bowl again.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: side note: those Panthers uniforms today looked like complete and total shit.
1: Did they? Like, I haven't seen. I haven't seen nothing of the game. You know,
0: you know the, you know the Panthers blue jerseys.
1: Yeah. Imagine that on
0: the pants too. Ew. Mm. Yeah, It looked like it looked like blue raspberry. Whereas my mom's just smirks. <laughs> The Smurfs. It was, the Smurfs are the Smurfs. out. Yeah, that game was really good, though. Panthers won like 30 something to 14, 33 to 14, I think is what it was.
2: Yeah, that's
0: all the score there. And uh, Tony Romo was out for the season, probably, because he got sacked.
1: Keekly and was landed on his. Two hmm? interceptions. Keekly had two interceptions
0: and a pick six. Wow. He got two interceptions. He got two interceptions, almost one after the other.
1: Oh, my goodness. And,
0: and that was after Kirk Coleman got a pick six. Right before that, like, first minute of the game, Kirk Coleman picked six, 45 yards. And then Keeley got a pick six, and then Keeley got another pick. And that was the game. I like, got pretty much, like, after that first quarter, like, it was kind of tight, but, yeah, it was done. Like, it was – Thirty to three for the longest. Thirty-three, to like six for the longest time until we finally gave him a touchdown at the end. Uh, I just laughed. All the people, like I have a coworker, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, gonna, you're gonna see the Cow, Cowboys. They're on a the roll. They haven't lost Romo yet. Those first seven losses, they don't matter." And I said to him, "I remember that when the playoff time comes. And you're like, "Oh, we didn't make it." I was like, "Yeah, but I thought those first seven losses didn't matter." Uh-huh, exactly. I wish I would have bet that smug son of a bitch. Like, hey, 200 <laughs> bucks, I'll bet you.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, he pissed
0: me off. But anyways, let's stop talking football. Wrong podcast.
1: Wrong podcast. Uh,
0: speaking of the things that don't hurt, here is number, uh, track number 11, Roses Without Thorns. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really
1: cool band. <laughs> can I can I go ahead and let you make the uh the the poison joke here?
0: <laughs> this song's about roses without thorns. <laughs> Despite this album really bores. <laughs> Tom G Warrior couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> 'Cause this
1: song's about a rose thorns. There we go, how was that? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Nineteen eighty eight Open Up and Say Ah came out from Poison. <laughs> um we <laughs> which featured every rose has a thorn. Or excuse me, has its thorns. Um now we have Celtic-Celtic Frost, who decide
0: that... Boston, Cel- Boston Celtic Frost, Boston even Celtic. though it is
1: officially it is officially
0: Celtic Frost.
1: It is officially Celtic Frost,
0: all right. Yeah, that's what I was saying at the beginning. Uh, they said the Americans were the reason that they kept getting... Uh, that they kept saying Celtic, because the American guys that they brought in the band kept mispronouncing it.
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so Celtic Frost... Comes out with this album One year later And They decide That they're just going to give Poison A run for their money By jumping into The glam metal business And basically Giving them the middle finger And telling them Folks, there are such things As roses without thorns And here's a song just to prove it so,
0: that is uh, right. Here you go, poison. You're a bunch shove of jack wagons. <laughs> it up your ass. <laughs> That's right. mm. they're, they're dropping more mics than puberty drops balls. <sighs> yes.
1: Clearly, I think the reason why they got out of the glam metal business was not because this album sucked, because they made so many enemies. They just said, "Oh shit, we've got we we we've done crossed the line." And it doesn't have anything to do with the fans. doesn't have anything to do with the fact that, you know, Tom G may have regretted the fact that he ever did this album. have anything to do with all that. They made enemies in the glam metal business. You don't want to, it's, it's, it's like the mob. I'm just saying. You don't yeah, want, it just you don't want lot, enemies. It
0: looks a lot more uh, feminine. <laughs>
1: A lot more come in their glances at the camera. Huh. Yeah,
0: it, it comes with a uh, pound of mascara, 16 <laughs> cans of hairspray, two turtle doves, <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree.
1: Ah, uh, yes, indeed.
0: Oh, shit, the Packers hey. are making their comeback.
2: Oh, boy. Eight-yard eight,
0: eight eight yard line, less than a minute, first and goal. And Rodgers they is have. running.
1: Nope. Nope. They have the Bears, or they nope. at, they have the Packers. They're at the Packers this, this tonight, aren't I they? Because the they just did a. Yeah, they just had a. They had a, a special halftime thing with Bart Starr. So Brett Favre. Yeah. No. Brett, Bart Starr was there also. Um, okay, because so
0: I know they just did the one with Brett Favre today.
1: Uh, okay. Well, maybe maybe it was earlier then. I don't know. Maybe yeah, cause I, they because uh, they
0: retired his number. Did they? Yeah, they retired well, Bart Starr's number. I was about to. They already did Bart Starrs.
1: Well, Bart Starr, I think, was there in appearance. So Probably. even though the guys like, even though the guys like uh, can't remember half of his career, uh, he remembers his number. He remembers the position he played, and he remembers the team that he played on. That's about it. He have he watched, or something? I, I, well, he uh, the article I read was like he will sit down and watch like his the plays and stuff from his career, and he doesn't he doesn't remember that shit. He doesn't. That makes he, me he does, really bad. Yeah, he's dude. He suffered. I think if I remember right, they said he suffered like two or three strokes, um, and uh, had a. Severe bronchial infection that almost killed him last year. So he's really, I thought I remember, no, it wasn't that guy. Um, but he's had, yeah, he's had, he's had a tough, he's like 80 some years old too. But, you know, hell, you know, the only reason I know his name, to be honest, other than, you know, recently hearing about the guy, uh, was collecting pro set football cards back in the 90s. Um, they used to have these. They used to have these Super Bowl MVP cards, and Bart Starr, I think, was Super Bowl MVP. Of, excuse me, MVP of Super Bowl One. So, mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Well, of that we'll take it to sports talk again. See, here's the thing: I had pneumonia. I had to cancel Source Material Monday. I had to cancel fucking Cheap Seeds Tuesday. So, give me a few minutes. I'm going to talk about comics, or well, we already did you that, know. didn't we? <laughs> yeah, and,
0: yep. There we go, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers blew it. Bears win. Did he?
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Fourth and goal, couldn't get it done.
1: You heard it live, so, uh, folks.
0: Yeah, that's all, folks. Da, 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 da. Yeah, uh, yeah, we get to we get in economics. Yeah, just just you wait. Uh, the newest uh, issue of Vinland Saga dropped today. So I already read it.
1: Didn't really chapter
0: one twenty
1: or chapter one twenty two. Damn. Wow, yeah, what
0: chapter are you? What chapter are you on now? Like thirty? Oh, dude, I stopped. I stopped
1: reading. Uh, what was the last time I? What was the last thing I sent you? Because that was seriously the last thing I stopped. I started. I stopped reading because I started grabbing. I had a whole bunch of other shit. We are definitely going to have to strategize that shit out, and that's that's something we're we're going to have to take a few minutes to talk about offline for sure. There at some point later on when you're, are you still in school right now? Yeah. Okay, you got you got like Christmas break or anything coming up? Oh, I do. Okay, all right. Yep. We'll figure it out. First that out later. week
0: of January. Uh, first day of January. Not first day. Fourth day of January. My first day of student teaching. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Wee wee. All
2: right.
0: Uh, well, yeah. So, all right. Let us uh, move on, because Aaron Rodgers couldn't get the job done.
1: He's a little bitch. <laughs> Well,
0: I think this next song
1: is actually kind of appropriate for Packers fans. Yeah.
0: Here is track number 12 off of Cold Lake. Tease me.
1: You know that guy didn't sound like such a like an emo bitch when he sang in this particular <laughs> song. <laughs>
0: yeah, this I song actually funny. had a, had like some balls to him. Uh,
1: I I just I, he, he. Jerry oh, I like Lewis the
2: music. Not, oh God. yeah, I know what you
1: mean. I know the fucking the guy. You know the the, the lyrics or the vocals are just uh, uh, I. You know, that's, it's bad, 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 bad. tease me, Teasley, me. That's why I'm going to call yeah, it when I get on, when I get on, when I get on, when I get on Cheap Seats coming up Tuesday. Just wait till I, Teasley's going to introduce me. How you doing, Star Trek? I'll be like,
4: Teasley, Teasley, Teasley. <laughs> uh, yeah, Teasley. Yeah, yeah
1: Teasley, yeah. That's all
0: right, Teasley. Teasley. <laughs> He's there,
1: he's, he's like, What the fuck? Oh. That'll be that'll be one of the many voices that I I'll be banned from, I guarantee it. I've got my I've got my bad British voice I got banned from. And then my my uh my Indian redskin voice has been banned. I get I get threatened to be hung up on.
0: <laughs> Big chief starcha.
2: No, like <laughs> so <nice>. Redskins.
1: <laughs> the Celtic, and so I'll have a Celtic Frost accent, and he'll 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 again, he'll either do one of two things: he'll threaten to hang up on me, or he will hang up on me. One of those two things he will said. happen. <laughs> it may happen throughout the whole damn episode. He may not catch on right at the beginning. Fucking <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh, thank you, Celtic Frost This is probably one of the best yes. things that's come from Cold Lake
0: Yeah, It's definitely not any of the musical output, that's for sure
1: <laughs> Running
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. We'll, we'll go with that Plenty of those to be had
1: in this fucking thing <clears throat> yeah,
0: yeah Okay, and now we are here to the last stop on our tour of Cold Lake Oh, Don, it seems like yesterday that we started this review, and it was a little awkward. But yeah, all right, here we go. Here is the CD bonus track. It is a uh, a live version of a Wall of Voodoo cover. You ever heard of Wall of Voodoo?
1: No, negative. I have
0: not, but their main major hit is called Mexican Radio. Apparently, they're a new, gray, new wave group, and this hit was from '83. So, uh, all right, here we go. Here is the live version of Celtic Frost's cover of Mexican radio.
1: To fade up for a guitar solo, <laughs> um, <laughs> some good shredding at the beginning of that. Would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Like like I said, the guitar solos in this album are they're pretty good. I I greatly enjoyed the solos that are in this album. It's just yeah, it's just kind we can't, of a lot we of the We can't other say things.
1: vocals more. I can't. I don't know if blog talk will let us really. To be honest, I think we may have hit the the uh the max on the word vocal so we're gonna to to start like using thesaurus dot com or some shit. The
0: uh mm, tones? No. Yeah, uh, it's not
1: going the to vocal work, tones.
0: <laughs> vocal tones, there we go. The vocal tone <laughs> of this album uh I would say that it was slightly offensive to the ear.
2: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, apparently, Aaron, apparently Aaron Rodgers four through uh four interceptions. Damn. Wow. Wow. He said he was going to beat Romo no matter what, because so Tony Romo only threw three,
2: even though two <laughs> of them were
0: pick, even though two of them were pick sixes.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine his
0: fantasy score this week?
1: Oh God, Jesus!
0: Man. A lot of sacks. Yeah, who oh, was Bad. Yeah, this cover here was okay. It was good from a musical perspective. Vocally, it still suffers from the same problems. But uh, what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? What,
1: what are you going to do? We, we got sort of like an allusion to three different nationalities. Uh, I say nationalities or three different cultures here. We got the Celts. We got the Mexicans. And we have those who practice voodoo all in one song. Somehow re- it's, it's all related somehow on this one song. Um, I'm on Mexican radio, folks. It would be interesting if we were some private radio station yeah. down in Mexico it was like Pirate in the Metal Hammer of Doom from Blog Talk. You Could deserve it, Blog Talk.
0: Could you imagine if we were on Mexican radio? What if that was the problem? <laughs> what if that was our entire problem right there?
1: <laughs> hmm. I think we got a lot of problems, Coop.
0: We We do. <laughs> uh, one of them is mentioning the library.
1: No, do it. Well, we've only got three minutes of live time, so I guess the our is a listeners... drop off now. What, what would happen? <laughs> yeah, like, Well, like, shit. All right. <laughs> we got. We've done it. We've had to deal with it in the past.
0: Dude, I've had to pay the library ten dollars over the past the three weeks. What
1: the hell did you do?
0: Because I uh, rented. I uh, checked out a DVD both times. And then forgot it for a, forgot it for a week overdue.
1: Wow, ten bucks. Yeah, five dollars a piece. Damn, man.
4: They dollar charge us.
1: Wow, I think they charge us. Uh, I think it's twenty five cents. Fairly certain. I I could be wrong <laughs> on that. I don't think it's a. Maybe it is a dollar a day. I have to look. That seems that seems that seems to be that seems to be right though. Yeah, you done fucked up there, buddy. Twice, <laughs> yeah, I did it twice. That's why it was ten dollars.
0: <coughs> um, oh, it
2: least so you bad. at least
1: you paid, you paid it because you respect the library. You support the library. You paid your fee because you understand what a valuable asset the library is.
0: That is true. It is an amazing asset, even <laughs> if they can't get the fucking. Uh, God, they couldn't get the damn Roni Kinchin volumes right to save their fucking lives. Oh, thank, thank I, I, got, I got the manga Rony Kinjin, Volume 11 is what I was looking for. I put that <laughs> on hold three separate times. I got volume 10. <laughs> I got volume 4. I got volume 2. Nice. And then I gave up. Does it actually have the number?
1: Up. Does it actually have the number? It's got to have the number, right? It's, what,
2: on it's the book? It's got to have on the number the, on, book? The, on the
1: book, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not like in Japanese or some crazy bullshit that you can't fault somebody no, for no. not being able to read. No. Wow. Well, it, was,
0: it was in plain fucking English.
1: <laughs> Are you <laughs> people
0: kidding me? Wow. Because like, the first time I'm like, okay, this happens. And then the second time I'm like, okay, this is a problem. And the third time, I said, fuck it, I'll take it. And I just handed it to them, and then acted like I read it, and then I just brought it back. Because there was a time they were supposed to. They said they were going to give me the right uh, copy, and then mm-hmm. I forgot. And then I didn't come back for two weeks. Because they were really – they actually got worried about me. They're like, hey, are you okay? What happened to you? And I was like, <laughs> I, like, I had three papers. I was like, I had three papers, two, uh, two PowerPoints, uh, PowerPoint, two lesson plans and a uh, lesson to plan for and 20 hours of work all in one weekend. Yeah. And, You're not
1: going to see yeah. me at the library.
0: <laughs> no, uh, the library. Yeah, That is, that is definitely the moral of that story. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, Let's see. What are your final thoughts on cold lake?
1: Real quick. Cold Lake is an eerily prophetic name for the album. And I'm sure you can see where I'm going with this coupe, as this is precisely where the album belongs at the bottom of a cold lake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like the creature, the creature of the back from the Black Lagoon.
1: <laughs> he comes up and the shit's like hanging right there on the top of his head. Like, no, put the shit back. We can deal with the lagoon. Or we can deal with the creature. Just put the fucking album back at the bottom, and we'll be all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For the love of God, just just fucking keep the album, which I think is out of print now. Let me let me just check real quick. I think it's honestly well, it's- out of print.
1: It's funny that the it's funny that the wiki lists it as a track or you know side one and side two, when we know there was a CD at some point because they have a bonus related. Why did they do that? Is that just because they may have? Why would they keep it as side one and side two? Did, did they mix up the tracks when it got released to CD?
0: Holy shit! Audio CD is worth ninety five dollars on Amazon.
1: Yeah, dude, I've heard it. I've I've heard that this thing goes for some pretty decent. Money, is thirty-five, farm.
0: and the cassette is twenty-six.
1: They said because on that wiki. Was... Go ahead.
0: Hmm? I was just Go gonna say that I get, that's just a testament to the shit that it, the amount of shit that it is.
1: <laughs> well, they they said on that wiki that weren't they like going to release it or re-release it? Let me see where it says here. Um, they were going to re-release. They reissued its back catalog in nineteen ninety nine they purposely omitted cold lake um, this, is, this is i mean just do you have the- do you have the wiki in front of you uh do i if not i i'll will i will go ahead and read it here um, but i want to yeah. read that quote i want to read the quote from uh Tom here of what he has to say about Cold Lake Uh, he says I was too eager to simply have a good time I was too happy to have new musicians who I actually wanted to write about and who didn't leave me with immense burden of writing and producing the entire album as it had been for the first three Celtic Frost albums I therefore loosened control of material and quality too much and I was too glad to let the darkness go right down to the band's image the original concept for Cold Lake was, as outlined, was how, or excuse me, was now taking on its own dynamics, and our focus became totally out of control. What was going to be a far more melodic commercial album by the original lineup became an overblown steam release valve for past frustrations recorded by new musicians who didn't yet understand the legacy of Celtic Frost. Which, yeah, that has to be, you know, if you're a new band member stepping into a new band and you got all this. You know, all this stuff that's either ready to go, it's probably pretty tough to put yourself in those shoes and play with passion, I assume. But, uh, um, anyway, I'll stop there. Uh, He does, uh, you know, that final thing he does say, Tom has also said it was the absolute worst I could do in my lifetime, and he has also called it an utter piece of shit. And possibly the worst album ever created in heavy music. <laughs> this is Tom, folks. This is Tom G. Warrior. Uh, yes, yeah,
0: and he it fully admits that this album was straight donkey <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> That's
1: crazy, man. Crazy, crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, That's all I got to say about it, man. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, I agree. <laughs> this is this album. There's some bright spots in it in terms of the uh, solos. There are some good solos. There are a few riffs that are either good or stolen, one of the two. And uh if I have anything else positive? It's fun, good to make fun of it. Otherwise, this <laughs> album is a turd. Turkey. It is a baffling, it is actually, yes, a turkey, thank you. It is a baffling career decision for a otherwise great band. And while I'm happy that they made up for it with Vanity Nemesis, which was their next album, and their album after that, which I actually uploaded it not too long ago. I uploaded the uh, first track off their last album, their final album. If you want to play that one, we do our outro, because it will just show how much, how fucking different they are.
1: But, yes, uh, I was hoping you yeah. would do something like that because I wanted, I wanted our listeners to be able to like compare what they actually sound like compared to this particular album. So vastly different.
0: Yeah, well, that, their old, their newer stuff's a little different. It's a little heavier, but surprisingly, but yeah, this album was bad, and it's. Like, it just baffles me that they decided to release this, but you know, every every kind of genre has their weird, like you know, their oddities, their stuff that you're like, I don't know why they did this. This was dumb,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's made no sense. But hey, they learned. Tom G learned from the experience, and now he knows never to play hair metal
1: again. <laughs> he, I don't think he wants anything to do with the genre at
0: all. <laughs> I don't think anybody does Uh <laughs> hair metal. No, thank you.
2: <laughs>
0: but, okay, uh, we'll go ahead and move into the plug section. Jesse, what do you got for us?
1: Oh, my man, I tell you what. Um, like I said, been suffering from the old pneumonia there. Uh, I started it Sunday and just finally feeling better today to where I didn't have to take any, like, uh, any any type of medication to where I didn't fever out and start chilling like a villain. Um, so what ended up happening, like I said, source material got canceled Monday. But here's the thing. I actually recorded that episode with Ronnie on um, Saturday. And you can probably tell when you guys listen to it that I, I was getting a little sick at that point in time because I started trailing off and talking about a bunch. of the good thing is I can edit that shit out. So um, our topic was actually a two-fold – we did a double shot, um, a split seven, believe it or not, kind of like what you guys did. uh, Or I should say – no, excuse me. It was Winfrey and Radlitz who did a split seven inch on the movie review club. Anyway, um, I talked Secret Wars issue – what is it? Issue seven? Yeah, we talked Secret Wars issue seven, and we talked Back to the Future issue two. Uh, both of them uh, Secret Wars is, uh, and Back to the Future is a uh, that particular issue is a fun book so if you guys are interested, comic books source material, you can find us in the archives um, you can find me on Twitter at StizNarkey, you can find my show on Twitter at Um you can also catch me on the Cheap Seats, which I wasn't on this past Tuesday, we cancelled the show uh, because I was ill but a co-host with Teasley, 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 and we, <laughs> we talked the NFL, and believe it or not, last week was the first week of the season that we actually missed, Teasley was ready to go, um, I, there was no way I could, uh, so we, we're pretty consistent, we're pretty consistent, so anyway, we should be back this coming Tuesday. You can check me out on Periscope uh, at Stiznar on there if you guys like the Periscope stuff. I try to get on there every once in a while and do some fun stuff. Tonight, I came close to videotaping, or I should say, I came close to Periscoping my son watching that uh, TLC match between the Dudleys and uh, the Hardys and, uh, and Edge and Christian. He was flipping out all over the place just watching everybody get squashed. Tables getting destroyed, he was having a good old time, so it's always fun stuff. You guys could check it out. Um, that's that's all I, I, I do want to tell you, Coop, again, thank you very much for having me on here. Uh, especially for Thanksgiving. Again, I know this is kind of something that we started last year, and I hope to do it again next year. It's always a pleasure to come on the metal hammer of doom and talk music with you guys. One of my favorite programs on the Ryan and broadcasting network. I'll even put it above my own show because I enjoy, I enjoy enjoy metal that much. Um, and I enjoy coming on here and just bullshitting with you guys. Um, it's always, it's always a lot easier to come on and co-host instead of having to host the show too. So, uh, it's got that going for it. Um, but, again, thank you, and I want to wish everybody out there a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to us. Coop, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for having me on again. Um, a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk to the next turkey.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to roast it. Mm, roast some turkey. <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. That'll be so much. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Thank you for coming on. If you did not come on, I would have no one to talk to. And then that would be weird, because me talking to myself is not nearly as much fun as Stephen Randall talking to himself on his podcast, because he at least has a chat room. I don't even <laughs> have that. So, uh, plugs for myself. Uh, this podcast, Metal Hammer of Doom, will be back for our final podcast of the year, as far as I'm aware. Uh, the 2012 Finnish, I think it's Finnish, or is it Swedish? I don't know. Scandinavian. uh <laughs> Children's metal album, Heavy Saurus. Uh, oh, apparently, man. Jesse's kids uh, love it. Mm-hmm. So I am insanely stoked to review it, just because this is going to be goofy bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna we, be it'll be goofy.
1: interesting try to, trying to. There's not going to be much lyrical analysis there unless you can read. Uh, I think they're Swedish. I believe.
0: Yeah.
2: So good luck
1: with that.
0: Well, you can probably just – you probably find translations. They seem pretty popular. But uh, we'll have that and other podcasts, Uh, the Cooperative Multiplayer Podcast, uh, Sean Garmer and Mark Morrison. I I show up every once in a blue moon on the uh, co-op multi-page on com. And then Sean Garmer's Wrestling to the Max Podcast is going to be live tonight. I was going to be on there, but as it's getting later, I'm realizing I have to work at 10 – black friday
1: black friday
0: gas yeah yeah so uh yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i want to stay up all night well, i mean i do but i don't know if i want to stay up doing a podcast because their podcasts are like three hours long so,
1: like, a, lot of, a lot of like a lot of you know like weapons that could or at least things that could be used as weapons at lowe's and that would be my biggest concern on a black friday
0: uh, actually, the biggest concern for me are the is the people that run out the door with the uh, the drills. Cause they run out money. the
1: door? They, like, straight up st- stealing.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, our bi- the biggest thing we lose money on is actually the, uh, oh, what is it? Yeah, I think the $600 combo pack.
1: People yeah, just straight up walk yeah. out the door with it. Run out the
0: door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they fucking hightail it. They are gone.
1: <laughs> are you responsible? You ain't the guy. You're not the guy that has to chase them, are
0: you? Oh no, I don't chase them. I'm uh, since i out there. They occasionally try to run out the door, and I try my best to just kind of block them. Hey, stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, with, through, with good customer service, <laughs> you're like, oh, hey, can I help you find anything? Ooh, can I see your receipt for that? Or uh, ooh, can I? You know, let me uh, let me scan that for you. You know, something like that.
2: Uh-huh. So just to get you. into
0: their head or scare them off, and that usually works. If we, they run, you can't stop them. You can't chase them. That's how you uh-huh. die. And then, ain't nobody got time for lawsuits. Ain't got or time dying. for that? No. <laughs>
1: ain't nobody got
0: time yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like broncitis. pneumonia. Ain't nobody got time for that.
1: That's right. Damn it.
0: Yeah, and then uh, finally the Sentai Rider podcast, the uh, Tokusatsu podcast, that I haven't recorded in a year. Maybe we'll do something this, this winter break. My winter break is really not that long. It's like two, maybe three weeks at most because I'm missing out on the like two extra weeks that college gets because I have to teach school. Oh, wow. Which is bullshit. <laughs> oh, such bullshit. It makes me mad. I mean, I'm excited about teaching, but fuck. That's going to suck. Yeah. but. So yeah, uh we keep getting likes, two more likes till we get to one hundred. Woo. Uh find hey. up on Facebook at Facebook dot com's uh slash writer podcast. That's S E N T A I R I D E R podcast. And uh, I think that is it. I don't remember all of Mark's plugs because he's got fourteen thousand <laughs> podcasts that he's doing.
1: Just go to the go to the website, uh, the Facebook website, uh, and Broadcasting Network. You can stay up on top of everything that's out there. We try to post everything, so there's yeah, all the, sorts uh, of stuff.
0: Yeah, look at that. Go go look at that page. That's where you'll find Mark's podcast. So, um, with all of that being said, of course I am Mr. Robert Cooper. Yes, future teacher, teacher, guy with a really smashing beard. I'm gonna it's gonna suck have to trim this thing up after November. So I haven't mm. I haven't shaved at all. I've not put a razor in my face since August. So uh yeah, it's, it's grizzly. I've been teaching with a Grizzly Adams beard actually. So it's impressive. So yeah. <laughs> so for myself and uh Jesse Starcher, that guy talking there. Uh this has been the Metal Hammer of Doom podcast and I cannot wait to see you guys next week. So actually I have the studio up so I I can go ahead and press play on it when you want, when I'm sign off. Sound good? Go for it. Fuck yeah! All right. Well, until until two weeks where Mark and I review Heavy Source. Be well. Be safe. Behave and keep the metal things
4: alive.
0: <laughs>